0: Hey, everybody, it's Corey Mosley, and this is the Fearless Entrepreneurship Podcast. Strategy, testimony, and real talk for all things entrepreneurship. And it starts right now. Hello, 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 hello. We are back for another episode of The Fearless entrepreneurship podcast i am Corey mosley but you probably knew that already we are joined by another fantastic guest as always we're committed to helping entrepreneurs start grow their business i don't care if you're in pre-revenue as they like to say my financial guy i've got on uh now he he, he knows that language pre-revenue that means you're not making any money yet doesn't matter if you're pre-revenue or trying to go from 5 million to 10 million we've got people on that are gonna help You do that. I'm joined today by Tyrone Ross Jr., who is a long-term friend of mine. You guys know I love to have my friends on the show. But Tyrone Ross is a financial consultant, early stage startup advisor, entrepreneur, and athlete. Tyrone was recognized by Investment News as one of the 40 under 40 in 2019, by wealthmanagement.com as a top 10 advisor set to change the industry. And if that wasn't enough, financialplanning.com has named him one of 20 people who will change wealth management in 2020. Boy, I'm bringing the guests today. Tyrone has spoken and educated at Etsy, Spotify, Uber, and Wyndham Hotels, as well as to students at Columbia, York College, Seton Hall, and Montclair State University, Jersey in the house. He's also the (laughs) host He's also the host of Altruist, The Human Advisor, where he actually interviews remarkable people from across the financial industry that are changing the game. Tyrone, thanks for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate you, King. means a lot to now- be on with you. Now you're in the hot seat Like this is always fun for me we, You know I do so much interviewing Different shows and stuff And then On that occasion When I'm on the other hot seat It's always Like different You know Because yeah, You're yeah. just used to that Control vibe here But now you're <laughs> in my house Today uh, and I'm we're some- <laughs> <laughs> so I'm very familiar with So I'm super happy to have you One of the reasons That I wanted to have you on Is because I've seen your Personal evolution And mm-hmm. I think it's important. People don't talk a lot about patience. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we're, we're in this environment where the belief system, and it happens for some people, but the belief system is you can figure it out in 24 hours. And <laughs> um, in, in 30 days, you're on a beach somewhere with your toes in the sand, right? Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. So I, I, I've known you for, pro- I'm going to say 15 years, maybe. Somewhere somewhere in that yeah. realm So I've mm-hmm. watched you I, I've watched you evolve from Getting into the financial services game uh, mm-hmm. You know, working for big firms I remember you're at Merle, you spent time at Merle Lynch And mm-hmm. watching you do that And then I really liked What's been happening over the past Probably 12 to 18 months maybe or maybe yep, a little yep. somewhere somewhere in that area where mm-hmm. um you've seen this lane where maybe you're not defined by it but you really took to some you saw the opportunity in cryptocurrency and and bitcoin and all the the blockchain and all these words that are over my head uh and and <laughs> really really have kind of uh created a specialty in that and are educating and all so just tell us let's start from the baseline just tell us a little bit of your story because oh i left out he was an olympic candidate uh also so yeah give us give the audience that kind of view of, of of tyrone ross yeah
1: so i mean you know starting back at the beginning so you know i i was the first one in my family to finish high school you know we we bounced around a lot as a family um due to you know financial stability um you know my mother was pregnant with my sister at 16 had her at 17 right met my dad who came to this country from south america um my my sister was nine months old um you know dad really couldn't read and write um and my he told my mom he's like listen you help me get a job i help you take care of your daughter and you know i came along six years later Mm. Um and a lot of my story a lot of people who are close to me I'm sure when we're done having this conversation there'll be a lot of things that you don't know but that's mm. the beauty of my parents yes. they did a wonderful job of literally creating an environment where I was able to be where I am now which is why I, my, my voice is so prominent for the unbanked and so prominent for people who are underserved and prominent for first generation high school graduates mm. let alone you know first generation college graduates
0: um so so wait so again, so let me it, ask you this question because this popped yeah. in my head i, I want to so yeah. i always talk so so i always talk about um uh, this is the host like the host versus the host so I I, <laughs> I I you're like no you go ahead no you go ahead so no no you, you go <laughs> I, yeah yeah i always tell the story and i want to see if you feel the same way when we talk about parents I always said to i credit my mother i had dinner with her yesterday she's she's still she's still crazy as as, as all get <laughs> out at 75 but i i always say to people i credit my mother although she didn't do it on purpose and what what i say is because because it wasn't like she wasn't doing a master class in parenting but one of the things she did for me i want to see if this is familiar is i i never had barriers i was never i was never told that I couldn't mm. do something Or could, mm. couldn't be a lawyer Couldn't be a president Couldn't be whatever mm. Like again Strategically I'm not going to give her too much I'm not going to give her The credit <laughs> from the standpoint of You know I, I, I raised all my children To know that they could be anything Like it wasn't like that But Right but, but she did, I think she didn't know that she wasn't, but it was probably the greatest gift that she gave mm. to me, uh, other than life, of course, is, yeah. is the idea of no limitations. I was just curious. I felt some of that when you were talking about creating a, kind of an environment. I, I wanted to see if any of that resonated with you as you were talking.
1: Yeah, no, it, it does, right? I think here's the thing, though, is I always tell people this. Like, if you would have came to my high school graduation, you would have thought I was getting my Ph.D., Right so my parents it it was like it was it was a curse breaker for our family so mm. my parents after that was kind of like we good now like we right. got one right <laughs> so right. like you know what I'm saying whatever you go do and then it turns out on top of that I had no idea what college was and then now I can go for free so they're like right. thumbs up to that like go you right. know so there there, there was no there, I think there was no expectations or limits because there was just, you know, coming from humble beginnings, they were just kind of like, well, listen, right? My dad was like, listen, get a job, get a pension, work right, hard, right, and figure your right. life out. There was really no, there was no expectations to be set. It was just, how do you do better than what we did? You know what I'm saying? Right, so so make, make it survive, make it... Yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, I yeah. do think there was a little of that, but I think it was a little bit of that indiscriminately because they weren't really... They always made me feel as though, hey, whatever it is we, you want to do, we'll support you. We're going to give you that love. But there was a point in my life very early where my parents were like, we don't know what is going on here, right? It was like, <laughs> you know, I remember when I started running track and my, my parents would never come to my meet indoors because they were like, wait, you running outside in the cold? And I'm like, no, they're inside, you know? So there was just a a point in my life that- Yeah, yeah, it was so foreign. It was a disconnect. So, and it's been like that for a really long time. If somebody stopped my parents right now, and was like, what did your son do? They'd be like, uh, Wall Street. Like, you know what I mean? Like they don't even- Right,
0: right, right. So
1: yeah, so I've, I've been out of their circle of competence for a long time. But one of the things they did demonstrate was, again, I, I'm a serial failure. i failed all my life. And one of the things that I've learned was the power of support and love. Like, you don't know how mm. people love you until you fail. And then you mm. fail large, and you fail in their face. And I was like, man, that's powerful. Yeah. Looking at it now, you know, when I got kicked out of college, I got kicked out of Georgia Tech, got a full ride to go to, go, go to Georgia Tech. I got kicked out twice.
0: <laughs> um, twice? <especially laughs> time
1: when they get, yeah, Twice, yeah, got kicked Look, out. Got, got you got to have person. Wait,
0: you got to have personality to get back in and then get yeah. kicked out again. <laughs> that skill, yeah, right there.
1: Yeah, the skill. Well, yeah, skill to get back in and then the God given gift. It's like, okay, you talented, right? Athletes get a little more rope than everybody. Right. Else.
0: Right. Um,
1: and and I had a gift, and and because of that, and they saw some promise in me, and they knew that. Again, listen, I don't fool nobody. I walked on to that campus. I didn't know where Atlanta was. I didn't know what college was. I, I was destined to fail. I, it was supposed right. to happen, right? And I can only look back at that now in hindsight, but there was no way I was going to make it through Georgia Tech with what I went there with, which was mm. not much, right? Um, right? Just a gift. My gift put me in a place where I was unprepared to be. But long story short is I get back and my, my mother literally, like gathered all these people at the airport to like corral me and cheer me like I was coming home from, you know, uh the Middle East or something, but she was just so big and on support and then she was like, Well, guess what's up, what also did? I enrolled you in community college, so you got class on Monday, you know what I mean? So Wow, right kinda, yeah. She kinda kept me in it, um, so I, I was able to get to where I am now. So now here's what I love Olson,
0: about here's what I love about this I love that this was the reverse I I love uh, Chris Rock's my favorite comedian right a lot of people know this but this was the reverse of a Chris Rock bit which was if you remember, I don't know what special. When you come it was, home but from college. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so, so, yeah. so, we don't know what I'm talking about. So he's got this great bit, right? That you know, you come home from jail, they throw you a party. They've got, you know, uh, Tyrone. Consequently, I think what's the guy's name, but they're like, "Oh, Tyrone's coming home. He just got out. We're having a block party." He says, "You yep. come home from college. You got your degree. They got nothing for you." <laughs> he said, "All your cousin wants to know is, hey, hey, hey." can you whoop my ass? That's the only yeah, question. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. College, can you beat me, right? So it just made mm-hmm. me think about that. So that goes back to that support system, right? So, hey, mm-hmm. we know it didn't work. We're excited to see you. We're excited to yeah. have you. We know it didn't work out, but uh, we're going to go ahead and still, you know, move forward with that idea, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. And and, yeah. and again, so, and that was the first, right? And, and I was 19 years old, so that was the first at that point, it was a major failure. Everything since then pales in comparison to that. But I didn't right. realize that that was, again, that was beginning to orchestrate the life that I have now. And the best part of that is I have my own endowment at the same college I got kicked out of now. So my bloodline, anybody that's connected to me can go to Georgia Tech and get kicked out for free like I did. <laughs> you know what I'm saying so that's you know phenomenal
0: I mean? like
1: I, yeah that's a yeah that's a very proud moment for me man and and you know one of the things that I've worked really hard on to get done but you know that's just what happens when you fail and then you you know for me one of the things that I stopped doing in 2012 is I stopped living for my resume everything is mm-hmm. about my legacy now if it's not going to mm-hmm. affect my legacy I don't do I love it that. it has I love to affect that. my legacy I'm done with the resume stuff um, I love that. And, and that, was, that was the change of regard guard for me. And then once that happened, you know, all of these things, I started to realize I could start to use all of that disappointment and fear and frustration and failure to kind of pour back into the world and use all of my gifts instead of focusing on one, which we'll get into. Right. It was just I, I woke up every day for a really long time. It was like, I'm going to be an Olympian, and that's it. And that's how I'm going to change my life, and I'm going to be rich, and I'm going to speak, and I'm going to be on the Wheaties box. You right. know what I'm saying, and and that, right. that was my sole ambition, as you know, right? That was like I, yep. I literally, I have a hard time explaining to people, and only people around me, about that time knows, like I literally gave my life to that. Every single cent of money I've had.
0: Every piece I, I remember. So, yeah, I remember. Know, like, I remember the. Cra- yeah. I remember the crazy diets. Like crazy they were diet? like yeah. like Tyrone doesn't even. I mean, he doesn't even go to bathroom anymore because he's got nothing. Right. His body is not. <laughs> there's nothing to eliminate. Like it's it's right. only his body is absorbing every nutrient because there's yeah. no access going in his body. Like I I do remember us laughing about that. <laughs> like you know, yeah, um, yeah, because that, that that was the thing. So let's pivot to that for a second because. Listen, I, I think to even – to of course, to even be in the game, right, to be in the game, to even have a conversation about being an Olympian or going to the Olympics or to to be f- top 10, 4th, 20th. I mean, it, so many people, it's not even on the, the option board, right, in terms of their thinking at least. Talk to us a little bit about that. I mean, I I don't know anybody that even got close to going to the Olympics. So so right. tell us a little bit about that. Well, I know you, but so tell us a little about that story
1: right and um, what's crazy is that I know people who are multiple gold medalists which is nuts but yeah right, so right, right. Um, so 16 years old man watching, watching the 96 games dating myself here but you know watching the 96 games and I was watching Michael Johnson in Atlanta and again here I am you know just started running track and I'm like man that'll be a really cool thing to do I want to be an Olympia you know what I mean like I had no idea right. what I was setting
0: you know and now your parents my, are over here like you're gonna run for fun <laughs> like exactly, like, like, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. you, you exactly. do this for fun here yeah my father's like how much do an Olympian make you know what I mean they yeah. got benefits you know, <laughs> you know good yeah. old Caribbean father right yes. like, can you go yes. to the doctor if you win a gold medal you know so
0: <laughs> yes I love so, it I love that
1: yeah yeah and again you know my pop so that's why that's yep. so funny yep. but you uh-huh. know, so yeah man so you know it, it was it was a journey like nothing I could describe but one of the things that for me is the trajectory is this right if you if you have a bit of talent in high school and then you are the best wherever you are then you more than likely can go to college on a full ride which is still you're a small like is what i call on twitter you're born different right you literally have gifts that other high school students don't have
0: Mm -hmm. so you
1: go to college and then you end up around people you're in an environment where you're surrounded by people who are born different, right? They're, whether right. they're intellectually brilliant or they're literally, they pick good parents, right? They hit the genetic lottery, right? And you start to cultivate that talent, and then there's a, there's a, a separation of those at that level, mm-hmm. and then your your collegiate career ends, and you're like, I'm close to making the Olympic trial standard, right? Right, and then and again, not to get into the nuance of that, but basically. you're there's people who are older around and say, okay, you got a shot here, right? And right. then you're like, if it's your dream, which it was 16 years old, and it was the only thing I ever wanted to do, I was kind of like, all right, I'm gonna throw my hat at it, right? And then I start training, I graduate in 2002, 2004 comes around, 24 years old, in a peak time of my life, I qualify for the Olympic trial. Uh, the 27th fastest time, I believe, yeah, in the United States of America, I don't know what it was ranked in the world, right? I'm on my way to the trials, right? I remember, I go get my hair cut. Everybody's doing the whole, you know what I mean? Good luck, this, that, or whatever. Mm-hmm, and I'm mm-hmm, on my mm-hmm. way right down the road there on Route 27, right where the the Dunkin' Donuts and the... It's um, New Jersey folks. He's talking is. about New yep, Jersey. New Jersey folks. Yeah, well, I'm <laughs> talking to you, but yeah, New Jersey. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but anyway, but yeah, so down the road there on the way to Newark Airport, and I get a call. And it just so happens that... I had a friend who was on a committee and he said, "Where are you at?" And I'm like, do you think I'm at? I'm on my way. I'm on my way to the trials." He's like, "Don't get on the plane, man." He was like, "You and the 27th guy had the same time and they left y'all both out." Broke my heart. And I'm like, "You can now. I qualify." I what was the what qualified- was the count? So
0: what what did they cut it off?
1: What was the so here so here's the thing there's How it, does it work? it's not this way anymore but back t- back then there was an A standard and a B standard. If you hit okay. the A standard, you were automatically in, right? You automatically qualified. I hit the B standard. So the B standard meant you had to wait until they filled the field, right? So mm. every other year, 2096, going like they took 30 plus, right? So 8 All lanes right. Right, you know, you get right. a couple of heats, three, four heats, right? You're taking thirty to thirty-two folks, and this is the only year they didn't take thirty. They cut it off at whatever 28, 27, whatever it was, but they left me and the guy at the same time, and left us both out. So now I'm heartbroken. Like I tell my mother,
0: like you're right there. I mean, you were and, right yeah,
1: there. I'm, I'm there. I'm I qualified. I'm there. I'm on my way. And then they left. They leave us both out. So that happened in two thousand four. Two thousand and eight, right around the time where, you know, me and you were in proximity, seeing you a lot, yep. you know, in the barbershop and stuff like that, like that, that's when I was actually working on Wall Street and training. Right. right. Not advised, kid.
0: Right. Um,
1: and I was a half a second off the qualifier that year. And then 2012, which was yeah, yep, twenty eight. And these are four months. year clips, dude. This isn't like four year clips seeing yep. next oh, week. Yeah, exactly. Four right. year clips. And I actually was born in a, in a way, in a way where I, it kind of hit me even years. So 24, 28, and in the last shot, now I'm 32. So I had to right. make like I knew this was it. 2012, right. I'm 32 years old. I'm like, listen, you know, I'm realistically past my prime, right. but I got to give it one more shot. Right. I throw everything at it, draw down the bank account that you know, close to $100,000, 70 grand wow. plus, I blew on everything. Wow, wow. Training, this, that, whatever. I emptied every account I had. I'm like, I'm throwing everything at it. And I get in the best shape of my life. I'm running bigger, stronger, faster, 32 than I was at 24. Wow. The year starts off with my grandmother passing away. And then mm. literally anything that could have happened that year, went that went wrong that year, literally ending with me getting up one morning and wanting to commit suicide. So wow. backing up, right? So long story short, best shape of my life, I tear my groin uh, nice. late May, early June, a couple of weeks before the Olympic trial. So, so add the math, right? So you're talking 16 plus years, probably more of me dedicating my life to this. And when I say I dedicated my life to it,
0: right? I every
1: know. single bit of my being, and to this day, to this day, there's not a second of, of a day that doesn't go by where I'm not depressed that my dream is never gonna come true. But mm. what I've been able to do, right? I, I just did a live yesterday on my Twitter. That is for thi- That was for this. That, right, which I thought was all for my dream or whatever, is for this. These things, these moments that I'm having right, right now in my life, right? right? Um, that were only manifested because I dared to dream. And now what I realized is I have two nephews. I don't have a family on my own, but I got to tell my nephews, the only thing hard work guarantees you is you're going to be tired. It doesn't guarantee right. you anything, right? right. You, you, you know, it doesn't, it do, you can work as hard as you want. Your dreams may not come true in the way right. that you want them to come true, but you may be, you know, it's what you become on that mm. journey, right? And mm-hmm. I'll even make it personal here. And this is why this is such a cool moment for me. I admired you and your success for a really long Mm. time. Right. And here's why I believe in the power of exposure. Right. And seeing things because seeing you, although at the time I admired your success, I didn't want to be you. But I saw the success that you were having. See what I'm saying? But I saw it. I saw how you dressed. I saw how you handled yourself. I saw the car that you drove. Now, you never necessarily poured into me in terms of, right. well, Tyrone, you need to do me. You need to right. right. an You were an example. But you did offer words of encouragement. Listen, I know that's not my lane, and my lane is not your lane. But, young man, I wish you luck. God bless. Right. You know right, what I'm saying? Right,
0: but right, right, right.
1: Seeing, you, seeing you now and seeing you then, right, you were always... An example to me of man, like here's someone, and again, I and, and I'm speaking specifically from the superficial crap that we care about, just the right. visual. I didn't right, know what I'm you were sure. going through in your life or whatever. Right, correct, but, correct, correct. Yeah, it, it was it was always you always had a standard of how you carried yourself, yes. and how you talked about money, of how you talked about success, and how you presented yourself. I was like, okay, you know what I'm saying? Like I get it. You know what I mean? So now, right? I, I like I I kind of emulate a little bit of what I saw of you back then and what I see of you now. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like so I, I you know the the speaking stuff that you did and and the sales stuff and all all of these different things. The conversations right. that we've had. I, I, you probably don't remember this, but we had dinner a while back, right? And and we were talking. You know I forget where it was. We had Houston's or whatever the hell we were, but we had a really nice dinner. And you know you were asking me about being at merrill and some of the other things and you know i'm sitting here like i know this dude got money why don't he give me some damn business you know what i mean but it was like i knew i'm glad you didn't you know what i'm saying like i'm, I'm glad you didn't and here's why when i was a bro when i when i got licensed to become a broker yeah there's a, a, a russian gentleman who came to this country with nothing and and built himself up to be a millionaire and here I am cold calling, trying to make my way. And I sucked at cold calling at that time. I ended up loving cold calling. I, I miss it that I don't do it anymore. But I'm struggling, and I just like you know I'm making three hundred dollars a week. I ain't got no benefits, or whatever. I just left a good job to do this because it, everyone sold me the dream that being a licensed broker, you make a million right. dollars. Right. I walked into his office. He said, Tyrone, here's the thing. He said I can give away. He said I can take away all your problems right now by giving you enough money to make sure you're good. I can literally do that. I have it. He's like, "But I'll be doing you no favors." And he told me some of the stories about paying money to live in the bottom of churches and and, and how he used to sacrifice to get where he was. He said, "If you want to, said the best thing I could do for you right now is tell you my story and give you the blueprint." Right. And you do with it what you want to do with it. And I'm like, now again in my head i'm like man i really want some money <laughs> correct <laughs> but, correct correct this so, is all but, retrospect but, conversation exactly. yeah but yeah now yeah. the now the blueprint was so valuable because my my right. potential my earning potential is limitless right right and how how i what, what i started to realize was again i knew nothing about money then still didn't know nothing about investing and entrepreneurship and and all, and all those other things But now looking back at it, I'm like, man, the conversation with you, the conversation with him, the the example that he showed, example, like now all of those things that happened while I was training, I still had that visual of what I could possibly be. And now taking all that I had gone through as an athlete and pouring that into now being a businessman and running businesses and helping business grow and helping people with their finances, all these things, this life isn't happening for me now if I didn't fail
0: then you right. know
1: repeatedly. you know what i'm saying
0: so yeah yeah that's i find how i got here it is this hindsight thing and then you know once you get out of it uh and hey i didn't know any of the stuff that you just said so that's pretty interesting <laughs> I, 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 and, and you know what i'm gonna be real with you because i watched you evolve so I, i i think honestly i was too close to watching you come up to even pre- pre- I mean a I had you know I obviously I was working with some people already that I wasn't just gonna yeah, leave yep, yep. But, you Merle Lynch, but but it, it's almost like too close to the deal to because I'm like this guy obviously is not making money yet or or at that level like am I going and this is just since you brought it up I'm, I'm thinking about it now because we have had conversations about different situations i've I reached out to you about crypto and and some other things in this environment now where I've seen you put in the work, right? And yeah, so yeah, so I think it was very it was it was probably very, very different back then in terms of my thinking. I mean, that's almost like pursuit of happiness pops in my head. You know, he goes and sees the guy, and the guy's like, uh, you just started there? Well, you know I'm not giving you the this fund. I mean, you 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 just, you're not even a full broker yet. Like, it, it popped in my head when you brought, the, when you just, you know, were sharing your <laughs> yeah, story. Yeah. Like, that, that scene where he's like, well, you don't actually think I'm going to give you this billion dollars of uh capital that I managed for <laughs> pension, right? The, I mean, you don't, because you came over here to my office. Like, so, uh, So I thought that was really interesting. I, I wrote down something. I wanted to get your opinion on it real quick. Um, yeah. It, do you think, because when you talked about being the athlete and having the full ride, I was curious as to, did you have any arrogance about you at that point? And let me tell you the reason why Plenty. I ask. I ask because I went to high school with a guy. I'm not going to say his name. Uh, but I went to high school with a guy, and he was good at playing football, and they treated him like God at the school, right? He mm-hmm. can do no wrong. He got all the privileges. He had all the, the 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 whatever. I was probably hating back then. He had all the the right girls in this circle you know yeah yeah and, and me being i mean i mean you know my gifts are, were not that right i you know mm-hmm. shout out to colonial heights chiefs uh 13 and 0 back in the day uh, when i was in middle school uh <laughs> we're still undefeated but 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 that wasn't my thing now now my father is in the hall that we talk about new jersey my father you know weak wake uh in, in yes, North new jersey so my father's mm-hmm. in the hall of fame uh, of of Newark Hall of Fame for playing football and he had what's called white shoes Mosley and all this other stuff, but that gene- I, I I got the oratory skills. I think I got the I got the something else. So right, so I observed this guy, you know, getting all the privilege. He gets a full ride to Michigan State. Gets a full mm-hmm. ride. He's the second coming. He goes on to the NFL, and then when you start talking about yeah, when you're the best of regular people. That's fine, but when you get to be the best with the, when you're around other people who are good already, it's a different oh, yeah. ball game. So he goes in the NFL, completely burns out, and I can't help but go because he was an asshole, right? So mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I, I can't mm-hmm. help but go, you know, good for you. Like, like mm-hmm. I don't have any feeling. I don't know what you're doing now. I don't know if you're selling meat like Icky Woods, I, I don't know what he <laughs> if he's pumping gas at the Wawa. I don't know. And right. I, I, it sounds harsh, but like. I remember him being an asshole to people right. and the situation. So I just don't have any simple sympathy for that. So I was curious if you carried that arrogance, did it, was it more, was the not achieving that goal more substantial to you? Did you feel not just the upset or disappointed personally, but did you, were you, did you carry that arrogance that then made you, you know, go, wow, I'm kind of embarrassed too, because yeah. maybe I was a little arrogant out there.
1: So, no, so in high school and college, I wasn't, I, I was, I, I knew my place, right? I knew that I was different and I was treated differently because of that. But in high school and college, I had good coaches who kind of humbled me, right? And I had, uh. again, getting kicked out of college and it, it humbled me. So, and my high school coach was like my dad to the day, he kept me very humble. Like even after I'd won multiple state titles, a national championship, New Jersey state record holder, full scholarship, Blah, 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 blah. He was like, so, you know what I mean? He's like, you're right, a big fish right. in a small pond, right? Your graduating right. class was yeah. 90 kids, right? Like, now right. you're going to college and everyone is good, and now you're going to be a small fish in a big pond. So I got humbled real quick being on a the, on the college campus. And, again, one of my one of my teammates and, and friends went on to, you know, I don't know how many gold Angelo has, three, four. Uh, he won gold at 21. So, mm-hmm. you know, you, you get humbled really quickly. But right. – in my personal life once i was older yes extremely arrogant and i was horrible to women because i was Mm. very selfless um and and i was so i was very arrogant very selfless um and, and just very 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 mean um and that's why now as a 40 year old man that i'm single and don't have children because i destroyed every relationship with a woman i
0: had up until this point and, I, and I'm going to um, tell you, I, just as a little port of, just a little port of reference, uh, you know, there, there, you had some interesting opportunities. Let me just put it yes. that way. Uh, <laughs> yes, I just had some very interesting opportunities. Yeah, yes, yes, You might just, you may just need to call and say you're sorry. Uh, yeah, no, no, there's I did. A few things I'm too, thinking of yes. in my head. You just need to apologize. Yes. And maybe <laughs> try to pull a Georgia Tech and get back yes. in. Uh, <laughs> yeah yeah no yeah trust me i'm going i'm going
1: on the, um i'm sorry for 2004 speaking yeah. to like i've gone i'm going i'm going
0: through that trust me <laughs> you shall repent and re- reborn right so yeah man, yeah, man. 100%. Love let's talk about money for a second right let's do it what do you think in the market what, what are the mistakes what, what do you see you know is, is happening out there what, what are some mistakes that you, you you talked about the unbanked you talked about you talked about mm-hmm. financial literacy now that's one thing but in the business world because i think about this when you were talking about going to college and being unprepared like there was no chance mm-hmm. you had of making it it, it made me mm-hmm. immediately think about athletes it made me think about the guys that oh 20 million dollar signing bonus and then it's all gone and like mm-hmm. what do you think about that because, I mean, that that's something that happened to me. I mean, you talk about it. I I should talk about this more, and I don't, but I talk about it more to, to my coaching group. But, you know, going through a period where, you know, having these seven-figure years, at, early on, having financial people who I thought were – who I thought knew what they were doing. And I'm not talking about investment people. I'm talking about just accountants and tax yeah, professionals who – you know, were it located in the right places, Madison, New Jersey, uh, mm-hmm. you know, that had the right off that, that were in the right places that I thought were taking care of things or were going to take care of things, um, that did not. What mm-hmm. do you, what, what mistakes do you see are out there for people who are getting their business going? Maybe they're making a little money more than they thought they were going to make. What just kind of yeah. walk through that a little bit.
1: Right. So I think one of the things, again, I've been, I've been working on wall street now, 15 years. Um, made my own financial mistakes, again, based on, again, growing up in a home that was unbanked and there was no financial literacy, right? Fin- financially right, illiterate right. home. There's, a, there's different levels, but again, basic financial literacy isn't there. So it's funny, I, I, I plan on using this as a talking point, but Erb Gotti tweeted the other day, mm. like he literally had his Come to Jesus meeting. He was so happy that now he's learning about money. And he's like, all oh, y'all out there, get your money right, get a good financial person around you because now I'm learning about money as I'm starting to get money again. So he th- he blew through all the millions he had. Right. And now he's starting to realize it. So we take this for granted, right? And one of the things that again, I have I have probably I've vetted the the my COIs, my centers of influence, the CPAs, the trusted state attorneys, the advisors, all the people that I use around me are best mm. in class. And I was having a conversation with a CPA and she was talking about again, a high profile client that she got through me and you know, made close to, I don't know, five, $600,000. And the, the the client actually called her, was like, was on vacation, literally eating McDonald's because the accounts were empty. Mm. So I think one of the things that we take for granted, right? We also, when people come to money, you may get rich for the first time at 40 or right. financial freedom at 30 or 50 or whatever. But I think we take for granted that again, as as an advisor and dealing with people with money is a couple things. One, and, and there's a whole different subset of issues when people start a business. But let's just start with the basics. The basics is, and I always tell people this, straight up, you, I don't need to know anything about you. Nothing. Give me right. three months of your checking account. Right. I don't need to know anything about you. Your socioeconomic status, where you right. went to college, what you do for a living. I'll know all I need to know. How much you make, where you send it, how often you send it what time you spend it right 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 you know what i'm saying you do a lot of late night trips hey man what are you up to right (laughs) like how often all these other things what what are the what are the automatic deductions i can i'll know everything about you so i think people don't do that themselves right people don't know to the dime how much money they spend every month right like how much money do you say you should know that to the dime how much are you saving so i tell every single client whether they have a hundred million or $100, take a white piece of paper, draw a line down the middle. Every single dollar that comes into the account on the left, every single thing that leaves on the right. If you have a number on the bottom left, congratulations. That's what you call discretionary income. If you have a a number on the bottom right, that means you spend too much, right? And then you got to go back to that checking account and look at where am I spending my money, right? So people just don't keep good track of their spending and their spending habits, which is why one of the first questions that I ask every single client and I ask advisors on the podcast is what is your relationship with money? What is your first memory of money? And by the way, your relationship Mm -hmm. with money is different than your wife's, and you're going to have one together. That's different than hers and yours. Right. Mm -hmm. And then you're going to have a way that you raise your children. And then if you really do deep discovery, you're going to go back and say, my God, I'm behaving this way with money based on the fact that I saw this as a child or whatever. So, getting all the way back to what is your first experience with money people don't do that deep discovery and when you do that behaviorally you can start to see why you don't save you can start listen i was 26 years old before i knew what the stock market was right i had no idea so Mm. i think people don't save enough people don't understand the basics of money they don't understand money they literally don't know what money is i just i'm i'm doing Uh, partnership with investopedia i had lunch with the with the ceo of investopedia uh i mean the 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 senior editor and manager director at investopedia in florida he said tyrone you want to know what the number one search term on investopedia is what is money a million and a half page views uh, a year what is money that's very telling so people just don't know we take and here's the thing like you mentioned a couple seven figure years that's great you were good at whatever it is that you were doing. Doesn't mean that right. you were good at managing money, right? 100%. Like, that's what I tell people about yeah, business. You're, you're the greatest yeah, exactly. baker that
0: ever lived. That doesn't mean you know anything about P and L. Uh, Nothing. You, you know, right? Right. Yeah. 100%, yeah. Counting or, or yep. you know whatever. Like you know j- just the,
1: the, the basics of corp- incorporation, all these other things that you don't, right. you may not know that. Like you know, Allen Iverson was really good at dribbling a basketball <laughs> and passing. He sucked right. in money management, <laughs> like Michael Vick. These things. Right. There's so many examples of this. So, I right. think we take it for granted and not and, and all the way to the other, right? Just because you went to Yale or Harvard or whatever, and it's funny, I had a client, he was like, Oh, my, my wife handles our finances. She went to Harvard. I'm like, Okay. Okay. The usually Ivy League arrogance. Okay, I get it. Right, but I'm like, right, right. Well, what did she study? He was like, Oh, she was a uh, liberal arts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Architecture and history of <laughs> yeah, the Byzantine yeah, yeah. era. I'm like, Oh, yes. Good, yes. good, good luck with that. You know what yes. I'm saying? <laughs> so, I think those are the things. And, and again, money will humble you, right? Whether right. you have it or you don't have it, it will humble you at some point. And my mentor always says this there becomes a point in everybody's life where they lose control over their money. Every single person goes through it, meaning that. You, even if you do well, there's a point where you're going to lose control based on all of the things that you could be doing from a tax standpoint, from a planning right. standpoint, from a trust in the state standpoint, from a basic, li- basic living standpoint. And then if you don't have it, the basics of, okay, well, I'm living above my means. I went and bought the new iPhone. I'm doing this, this, that, or whatever, right? Or scale all the way down to the 50% of the South Bronx, Alexandria Casio cortez <clears throat> anyway, um, who are unbanked. <laughs> and right. are are using check cashing places and payday loan places and all these other things because they get their money now they don't have to go to it they, they can't go into a bank some of these people that some of these places that are banking desert right it's very important that people understand that no matter where you are as you start to matriculate through your financial life there are particular issues to where you sit based on again knowledge of or not of money but the basics stay the same no matter where you are. Knowing because that's the thing. It's like okay, well, you start a business and you know what the
0: expenses are for the business. Why don't you know your own? If you're lucky, right?
1: Yeah, right. you're giving, you're you you're know giving know some your
0: leeway, income. right? Yeah. So I, you, you I know you, you know who Larry you know the name Larry Winget. I don't. Well, he called himself the the pit bull of of personal finance. And he he, he had a show. uh, He's very – exact. a guy who called himself a pit bull is exactly what you think. Um, (laughs) But he had a show for a while. He had a show on one of the stations, um, and he would go in and, you know, break down people's finances. And it was years ago, and he went in, and he said, you know, I can tell if somebody is just blowing money – if I, I look at how many DVDs they have on the shelf and <laughs> and I look at my wife and I look, we look at each other and we look over at all these leaning bookcases that we had in our house at the time and it's full of DVDs. <laughs> and, and, I, and I look at her and, and honestly it was a moment where we said literally just in that small essence and this is back when DVDs, you know, had were, were a thing but we just said you know and and we were spenders i mean we're i i come out of that financial literacy i mean i come out and i come out of the auto industry so if you didn't have a rolex you 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 weren't even in the game so um Mm -hmm. we come from that that mentality was go out and make some spin 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 so you had to work more that was the training go out buy too much house buy too much car buy too much uh you know listen you saw me whipping around a few things very frequently on a regular basis so um Mm -hmm so it was just like but listen can't take your foot off the gas or else it all implodes but yeah but i I remember that and i was just like we have to we have to get rid of all these dvds we have to sell we have to sell all these uh things off and and we put in a rule nobody buys anything frivolous like that without the other person saying go Uh, because i mean dude we had the same like Mm -hmm. (laughs) she had bought the last dragon and I had the last dragon like it was like how do we have two like how are we that unattached from what's going on that we got doubles of some of the stuff in here but it really was those little things because sometimes it's macro sometimes it's micro right Mm -hmm, I can't mm -hmm. I, I have no idea what milk costs I do not know what a gallon of gas costs and I don't say that of of riches I just say that that's not that's too micro for me like I'm, I'm going to put mm. gas in my car no matter what right that's not mm-hmm. my, my my life is not can I put five dollars in my you know that's not where I'm at right but one of the interesting things tell me if you agree with this and I'm sure you do but you know when we look at those stars when we look at that Poor money management at the at the top level, right? The the person who makes ten million dollars and spends eleven has the same problem as somebody who makes thirty thousand and spends forty, right? Yeah, one hundred percent. They just have it at a different level. you know it's a chris rock right he's he says i got 30 million dollars you divorce my wife divorced me i got 15 million dollars left you divorce me yeah. and i make thirty thousand dollars a year and i get to give you half somebody's got to die <laughs> 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 so so let's talk about investing for a second like who should be invested? there's so many different ways now right you that traditional model like even that world that you started in fifteen years ago, doesn't quite mm-hmm. exist the same way, right? Yep. Um, like where I, I mean, I remember when I was fourteen, I had a custodial account at mm-hmm. what was then Smith Barney, whatever, whatever. Um, yeah. Uh, Morgan Stanley, Smith Barney, whatever it was, and I remember buying Apple shares when stocks were still in the um, you know the the brackets five eighths and, and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I remember using my I remember using my um, allowance to buy. To buy stock through a custodial account, but yep. I had to go to. I went down. Now again, I couldn't. It wasn't as electronic, right? I had to go down to the James Center and go see my guy. And hey, I want to do this. And <laughs> okay, well, get to, we need to get authorization and that whole deal. Now in this game, you've got all these fractional things, acorns and mints and all yep, these yep, types yep. out here. I mean, who should be like? I had somebody message a friend of mine message me to like, you know, I want to get in. The, I want to get in the stocks and. I'm like okay, (laughs) but who who should be investing right now? I mean, who? Where should you be in your financial situation to really be thinking hard about investments in the traditional sense? Not so much what my IRA is doing, or even even the safety of a mutual fund. But what 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 would you say to people out there?
1: So here, and and it's funny. I have a friend of mine who's a financial advisor. He's a CFP, and we argue about this, right? He Mm. believes. You have to earn the right to invest, right? And mm. frankly, I'm gonna be honest. I think that's bullshit. But right. you know, his his whole thing is, and again, he grew up in Boca Raton. I didn't. Right. He's Jewish. He right. came. He was born right. with money. I Different wasn't. I get his perspective. Yeah. Different circumstances. So I right. look at things differently, which is why my clients will tell you, anyone that works with me, I operate almost from the scarcity mindset. It's like all your needs met. Okay, right. cool. Now it's right. Right. Right, right where. Another advisor will operate from, an, from the abundance mindset. But I say this, which is why I've been a big fan of financial technology and the, the invention of the iPhone changed financial services forever. Mm. Because no matter where you sit in your financial life, you can invest, right? right. I think Stash allows you to start with $5, $5 mm. to start investing. You can go on Cash App right now, which one is, is probably one of my favorite companies owned by Square you can right. go on Cash App right now. You can buy Bitcoin and you can buy stock, fractional shares of stock, which has never happened before. You could do that right on your phone. Now so I'm, gonna, think-
0: I'm gonna have am I'm gonna have a um a bougie moment with you right now. Of course, of I- course. <laughs> it, wouldn't, it wouldn't be right in our conversation if you didn't have one. <laughs> every time somebody every time somebody says Cash App to me, like oh you have Cash App, I'm like oh. What? No, I don't have a cash app what? I'm like You can hit me on Venmo You can hit me on Bell, But cash app No, I don't have a cash app Like yeah. You gotta admit, come on like, No, no <laughs> Well, it's funny
1: I hate Venmo But yes, I will agree with you in that there is, there is a class divide here, right? Because there are rappers and strippers who use Cash App, right? Um, and you don't really get them using Venmo or, or Zelle for these reasons, right? To just just be honest, right? I got a yes. friend of mine, he, he runs a strip club, and he's like, Tyrone, all the strippers have Cash App. I'm like, "Cash App, yeah. yeah. Right on So, this. again, so for me, and, and if you look at, I've had some conversations with the folks that's Cash App, and a lot of their penetration is in the South. Right where mm, there's a lot sense. of banking deserts and a lot of unbanked, right, right? and then right. a lot of inner cities. I think Joe Button pull up. One of them is sponsored by Cash App, and then yeah. they have rappers right. who do. So you know, yes, there is a yeah. there is a okay. class divide, right? <laughs> Venmo, <laughs> Zell, right? Someone says Zell me. It's usually, yes. I guarantee, it's a lot more money than what's going on on <laughs> Cash App, right? We go yeah, we go Cash App to split Waffle House, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. if it, you know what I mean?
0: <laughs> yeah, we're I'm not I'm and, and right park. I'm not even at that I'm not even at that breakfast where we're even having that conversation, right? Like I'm not even there. Like yeah, yeah,
1: you're not I, even I just there. Being,
0: I, Yeah, I'm not even there where we're talking about splitting the Waffle House. Like now I'm not gonna say I've never been to a Waffle House, I'm not gonna tell that tale, but I certainly wasn't sitting down going, all right, who splitting. had the orange chase? Who had gratuity? Uh, We're going to have to split that. I didn't order gratuity. (laughs) Who got the extra hash brown? Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Excuse me. Excuse me. (laughs) Before you get up, (laughs) you <laughs> know, you ordered an extra waffle. Tell me. Yeah, tell me. Yeah. Oh, All right, go go ahead. I just I but, couldn't let but that anyway. I couldn't let that moment go by. Yeah, I knew, cash that, I knew out. it was going to happen. I knew you gonna derail us at some point. Jesus Christ! All right, <laughs> some, go ahead. Complete your everything. thought, my brother. I love
1: it. Yeah. So anyway, um, so you know, acorns, like you mentioned, cash out, like a lot yeah. of these things give people the opportunities now. To put a little bit of money away Simultaneously while paying down debt So I think right. Dave Ramsey is another one Not a big fan of his But I love what he does Right, I ain't knocking nobody's hustle But I think right. his thing is You shouldn't invest until you're out of debt Miss that, whatever certain amount of people may feel that way right but you know and then you start to really when you start to learn about money and all these other things you start to look at debt and you realize that debt for the poor people keeps them more poor and debt for the rich gets them richer it's just understanding again the mindset shift of what debt is so there's a there's a lot of things here and i think if you probably profile 10 financial professionals they may say something different but you know that's my particular perspective on it only because about this yeah only because right now there's never been a better time in the history of the world to be an investor it's never been cheaper never been more accessible it's never been right. faster right um and you know th- these are the things that people need to understand you got to try i mean roughly half of the country doesn't own stock that is dangerous right, right? right. and you look at income inequality in this country and, yeah well if you look at the stats and you look at the data what does it show those who are Who are earning money they own equities they own uh pieces of companies they own businesses right all these other things that's how the rich get richer where the 50 million working poor in this country and those that are actually poor don't hold any assets right? right um which is why black folk haven't recovered from the crisis in 08 because we were sold the dream that you gotta own a house And you need your 40 acres and you need your fence and all that stuff. And who got hurt most by it? We did. Right. Right? And, you know, so these are all the things that, uh, again, aren't discussed enough. And I -hmm, think now mm -hmm. there are so many different ways where people can get into real estate. They can get into stocks, they can get into crypto a little bit at a time now, which is really cool. So my goal is just to get more people. I'm, I'm traveling the world now, talking about, traveling the country now, talking about the three E's. Exposure, education, and empowerment. The issue with you, me, all of us who go on these speaking tours and they put us in nice hotels and we speak and they pay us a fee to get people all fired up about whatever, they right. pay us to talk about how much we know. Right. But what, what the issue that we're missing, especially in my business, is everybody wants to prove you know, the, the worth of their Wharton degree. That's right. great but you can't leave with education. I don't care what you know until you expose me. What what the hell is it that you're right. talking about? Oh, right. stops? what the hell is a stop? So until we expose people, then we educate them. And then the last E being empowerment, ongoing empowerment and education so entrepreneurs understand, right, what does it mean to have a set IRA or, or to have, mm-hmm. you know, a, a solo 401k to put money away? What does it mean to have a really good accountant not your you know your daddy's real estate accountant but someone yes. who actually understands yes. business right your and, and your market business, your particular and your market yeah all and of your those market. things matter right so you know th- th- and there's levels to this of course but i just think when you talk about investing and, and the other thing is this and just to, just to tie up the point i think one of the things that i realized is sometimes right the greatest investment and it sounds cliche but it is an investment in yourself. And all that really means is,
0: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I
1: realized my life started to change, which I dedicated. I literally started, I was like, you know, I have the privilege to pay thousands of dollars and buy books, and I'm gonna get smarter, and I'm gonna read, right? right? And that education into the markets and all the particular areas that I wanted to have a specialization in allowed me access to other things. What I also think people could do now is, hey, If you are able to invest in yourself, it may not be through books, right? It may be in making sure that your kids go to a better school. It may be through making sure that you have a shorter commute. It may be making sure that, you know, you can put $20 away every week or do whatever. And on a grander scale, right, it may be that you say, I have this skill. I'm going to start my own business on the side. And in the minute I start to draw enough revenue off this business that equates to my current nine to five, I'm pulling the plug, right? And I'm gonna st- I'm gonna go all in on my business. So there's different levels here in and in, in different areas of, of advice so me,
0: depending on where you are. Let me ask you your opinion on this. because um, sure. I, I get I get some flack for it, and it's people. I- it's people I respect. I just don't agree with it, right? Uh, I think yep. it's more motivated Like, you know, I'm never, I never want to be referred to as a motivational speaker. because that's not what I do. I, I believe people have to be motivated to take action, and you, 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 yep. you have to, you know, you have to get them in that mindset. To you got to educate them, motivate them, and then activate them. But um, th- there's the saying, and it's people I respect. You know, leap and grow your wings on the way down. I, I've, I, I've heard that, and <laughs> I, I, I think that. I think that advice is so damaging because leaping and growing your wings on the way down will leave you could leave you bankrupt 100%, 100%. Uh, you know I, I just gotta go for it I gotta it's, I, I'm all for you know my, my saying is you know follow your passion as long as it pays right because uh, you know Ford, <laughs> yeah, Ford Motor no, Credit no, is no. not ford motor credit does not want your world's greatest brownies um nana's recipe um that nobody's buying right now for your Mm -hmm. mortgage payment right that's just not yep that's just not how it goes so i I was just curious how you because i hear it all the time it's people i respect it's it's some legends in the in the game that's one in particular i know that says it and i'm just like yikes yeah, no, I don't agree
1: with that I, And again, it's like the whole, oh, you don't need to go to college I'm like, oh, if you're a black male, you need to go to college We need college We need more educated black males Because, again, and it's not
0: I and, didn't go and, to and college, again, by
1: the right, right, no, but here's my go. point though. Here's my point, yeah. not all, but I'm saying I know. Again, you, you were Again, you said you were, you were buying stock And had access to things at 14 years yes, old That's yes, not the normal yes. black male experience, yes. right? Yes, so that you, had true. A, you had a level of access and privilege That most of us don't have I'm just saying as a whole, when you look at graduation rates, all those other things. And again, yeah. it's, not about the, it's not about going into debt in the education piece. It's about what going to college affords you, a network. It affords you an opportunity to learn how to be amongst people who are different from you. It affords you the opportunity, yes, to get an education as well. So I think that whole thing of, oh, well, we don't need to go to college and you shouldn't go to college. Yeah, well, of course, if you're, sitting, you're running a multi-billion-dollar organization and you're a millionaire and you say that, <laughs> You're saying yes, that from a yes. position of privilege, right? It's yes, the same thing I agree. Where, like what, yes. you said, what you just said, right? It's like, yeah. okay, yeah. well, jump and build your, my right. experience isn't yours. I can't do right. that. So right. I, again, I mentor a lot. I, I advise a lot of startup companies and I tell the founders all the time. I had a call this morning with one of, with one of my founders. I said, listen, right? And, and, and people who are running small businesses, right. when you are getting advice from someone, You have to understand they are giving you that advice from their perspective from where they sit and their experiences so when people are giving you advice filter what is useful for you where you sit and not where they're giving you the advice from and discard all of it that makes no sense to you take what makes sense to you in your moment and then take that and make it useful but And I learned that the hard way. It's like, you think because someone does whatever and they're giving you advice, it's like, well, you know, you're a multi-billion dollar advisor at Merrill Lynch and here I am in the trainee program. I can't do what you do. I have to do, like my mother always says, be great on your level. Like if you're sweeping the floor, be the best floor sweeper ever. And if the CEO of the company says, hey, you should probably take a look at Netflix, you know what I'm saying? Like what the right, hell is Netflix, right? right? So right. you just start to educate yourself on it. So I want to be very clear that even in this conversation, some of the advice is, I don't know where people are. I don't know who's right. listening or where they may be, but it's really important. There may be a piece of the conversation that you can take out and use to their particular circumstance. Because I know when I started working on Wall Street, there were advice that, that men were giving me. And I'm like, that means nothing to me right now. Right. And, and, and then, you know, I, I, had a, I, I had a mentor, he was like, listen, you know, he's talking about savings, right? The 10th tenth, the tenth multiple, right? You know, save $10, save 100 save $1,000, 10000 100000 And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And he was like, here's the thing. How much money you have saved? And I'm like, Tom, I'm like, I don't got any really money. So he said, just try and save your first $100 and save your first 1000 or whatever. But he goes this. He said, here's the thing. He here's probably what, the, what you don't know about money or whatever. And, and I, when I go speaking to schools and everything, mm-hmm. he goes, listen, if you can't afford to pay for something twice, you can't afford it. Mm. And he wasn't talking about big purchases like house and stuff like that. But he was like, I know the everyday stuff that you're wasting money on sneakers, you know, jewelry, it's not kind of the big right. jewelry clown. It's like, if you can't buy those things twice, you don't need it. And here's the jewel. If you do go buy something and you can't afford it, you buy something for dollars and you have the, the $200 to get two. take that $100 and save it mm. and start to save and then start to invest. Like, and that's really what this is about. All this conversation is about any conversation you will ever have. Every conversation I have, what people need to understand is the basics. Two points in life. You will, it, it, there's, there's only two points. When you're talking about money, business, success, whatever, you spend the first half of your life spending time for money. At some point, you will start taking money to get your time back. In between that, the juxtaposition of those two, should be that you are spending that time to access money, to accumulate capital assets that will give you some type of return so that then you are afforded the privilege of buying your time back. There are only two stages in life, those two. And a lot of times, unfortunately, people spend the majority of their lives spending their time for money and never have the ability to turn on the switch to be able to spend their money to buy their time back. My job is to make sure that people have the access to realize, okay, well, if you have two jobs, how do we just cut you down so you got one, right? And right. then start to do those things, right? So anyway, but no matter what, all of these conversations, and again, I don't care who I talk to, where I go, like, that's literally what it's all about. And exposure to that type of information and you start to realize you're like wow right you write it down how much how much time am i spending commuting how much time am i spending right, right. at work how much time I, and then you look at this and you're like oh my god yeah i'm spending all of my time to accumulate and then break it down how much money you actually make per hour
0: i'm working for 12 dollars and nine cents. there I, you go I, I, had exact, <laughs> I had this exact had this exact scenario yep. with the i had the exact scenario with the guy in my inner circle coaching program and he's like man i just made this deal man it's great and, and, you know, my guys know I hammer them. I hold them accountable and I hammer them if they do like they know, like if they're getting on a call with me. Oh, man, I didn't want to tell you this, but I, you know, I, t- I know you told me my prices should be. High, I should be getting my words and all this other stuff. But he's like, but I got it up front and I'm like, OK, let's break that. This exact scenario <laughs> we're talking about. I said, let's break that down. You got to be on site. Yeah. OK, how long is it? It's an hour and a half to get there. An hour and a half to get back. OK, great. Ooh. How much prep work do you have to do before before you make a call? How many times on site are you going to be there? And by the time Mm -hmm. we were done, it was just a complete freestyle exercise. That high five he was giving himself really became, Mm -hmm. I said, congratulations, you're working for about $6.83 an hour. Wow. So not to you know, I have a thing called (laughs) Cappy. Celebrate your wins, uh, uh, assess your losses, plan, and then implement um, your your next plan. But um, I said, so I don't want to take anything about. I don't take anything about from your celebration. But it wasn't what you thought it was, and. Yep. And and that yep. that's why, right? I don't tell you to get what you're worth or to do X, Y, and Z just because I'm saying it because it's so I can be the motivational coach. I say it because <laughs> now you have to live with this deal that yep. is not going to be it did not bear the fruit that you thought it was because <laughs> they, you had not yep. done that math. One hundred percent. And dude, I can. Exactly. Man, we could talk. Definitely, we're definitely doing a part two with you. But yeah, I want to. Yeah, we'll I want I want to <laughs> move through the flow here and yeah. talk about any any crazy moments now in this kind of entrepreneurship journey um, that that you've been on. What What would you say is like a crazy moment you could think of? <laughs> crazy moment um yeah i mean i've had people talk about you know falling off the stage um like like just different (laughs) just 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 different uh i mean i I, I, i've heard i've heard it all
1: like so yeah man so it's funny one of the things i always talk about for me is i completely underestimated how long it would take and how much it would cost (laughs) so Mm. i had a conversation with an attorney and I'm going through these grand ambitions that I have and I'm going to set up this company and And he just sat and listened and he was like okay, you got a business plan we went over that and I sent it to him and he's like, sounds fantastic crypto and and you're going to do this that, whatever and he's like how much this is going to cost and I'm like, he goes no because you know he's like, you're in the state of New Jersey and regulators and this that whatever and this was in July and I'm like, he's like, well how when do you want to start? I'm like August He's like, okay. And August, turned into September, and then right. September turned into October, and then October, took, right? And it's just, and he was like, there's so many things you, that you didn't even think about, so many eventualities. And when we were done, he was like, this is probably going to cost you somewhere between forty and sixty thousand dollars a year, just to start. And I'm wow. like, what? <laughs> right? right? And right. I had, I had no idea. So I had these grand ambitions of everything that I was going to do, like. So I think for me, the, 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 the crazy moment, and, that, and I'm only speaking of that one because it's so mm-hmm. new, mm-hmm. was even you know, being in business and all those other things, like I completely underestimated how hard it is simply to get started. Right. Um, and I just remember like laughing on the phone with him, and he's like, listen, I love your irrational exuberance.
0: But right. He was like, oh. you, totally, you have no idea what you're getting yourself into because listen that's isn't that what we see isn't that the peril of social media oh you can you can get on the app for free uh, you can you know get mm-hmm. started for free uh, you can uh, uh, whatevercom is gonna get get your LLC set up for two dollars and all of these things are just going <laughs> mm-hmm. all, of these, all of these things are just going to um, are just so accessible to you and that's the path you're just it's easy like it's just one two three and, and mm-hmm. That's not, that's not the nope. deal. Like, I mean, you know how many people I talk to that don't even insure their business properly. Like, uh, I mean, I deal with a lot of coaches and consultants and trainers and people like that, and I'm like, dude, wh- what happens? You have errors in the omissions insurance. What's that? Okay, well, <laughs> right. uh, do you, oh, well, another name for it is professional liability. What's that? So. <laughs> What happens when you go into this business and tell them, you know, hey, well, I think you should change the, this, you should go with this color palette or we should redesign the place. And then their sales drops $10,000 a month and they want to hold you responsible for it. Mm-hmm. Now the your house is, is gone. You're bankrupt. Now you're, yeah, like, oh, I, I need that? Yes, mm-hmm. dude. It, mm-hmm. And that's my point. I don't care if you're the greatest interior designer. I don't care if you, if the, if them brownies are delicious. <laughs> <laughs> right it, it's the it's the other stuff that's the problem most people mm-hmm. most people don't get jammed up because the the cookies are bad the or was the bad. sweater yep, is the exactly. regular yep. or you know what i mean the yep. socks were ugly it's the other stuff yep 100%. that wipes them out 100%. you know one hundred percent. and right startup or even or even long term i mean i this is fresh in my head. I don't even know if I should talk about it, but it's fresh in my head. But I was just reading today that, um, you know, obviously um, Kobe Bryant's wife is suing this helicopter company, right? Mm-hmm. For, for wrongful mm-hmm. death. I saw that. Uh, so and I'm saying to myself, wh- what is this guy riding around? What are we. A 91, the helicopter's from like 1991. No, no terrain system, no this, no that. What is this company thinking in its decision making? I, I don't know mm-hmm. helicopters, so I won't pretend to know if that's. But it just doesn't sound right to me, right? I've got all these VIP people. Why am I not reinvesting? I mean, yeah, you know, we... I'm, yeah, I'm i the equipment, yeah. I, yeah, I change my cable box every two years, right? So how <laughs> do I not... I mean, I understand the the helicopter is different, but, like, when you have that hindsight, what, what decisions... So, again, there's a business that's been around. They weren't amateurs, right? But mm-hmm. what in that decision-making? Hey, why wouldn't we put the terrain system? I'm not saying that would have solved it. I, I, I'm not going to go that deep, but... You start to peel the onion back, and you go, "Why were you making those decisions? Just financial? Mm-hmm. Just to save money? Just to why not? You know, err on the side of caution." And I know we can, you know, armchair quarterback this, but I just read the article today, so it was fresh in my head. But I'm just saying, mm-hmm. you know, I'm saying right, uh, old fools used to be young fools. So there's mm-hmm. there, there's people, you know, that, that oh, core, I've been in business 25 years, great, and you haven't moved past this number. You haven't grown in in 12 years. So yep. what are you saying to me? But by yep. Impressing upon me, you're you're in business now, dude. Until Joe Blow over here is faster, cheaper, more efficient, mm-hmm. uh, takes care of its customers better, or whatever, and. You know we see that with the disruption thing okay i need to ask the last question god this is so uh i, I love this i know I, know I know i know i, I'm I could go forever too.
1: i'm like man we- I-
0: this I- easily th- I- this is a joe I- rogan episode I- yeah yeah a, yeah dude that's for that's a day commitment to listen to joe rogan you you gotta i mean like you gotta take that with you everywhere but i had yes. to ask you because i got a buddy and you and i i, I hit you probably seven eight months ago about this but Because you're kind of the currency guy, like he's killing, blowing me up about this gold and, and, and needing to get in this and the currency and all of this stuff. What would you, people that are out there that are like, should I be in this and this blockchain stuff? I say stuff, right? Because I'm not educated on it, right? Right. But he he's hammering me, you know. Gold's the way you need to. He wants me in this gold program and all this other stuff, and I'm like, look, gold or whatever. It's called yes, it, yeah, yeah, it. yeah. Stay, yeah. Way, oh,
1: stay away from
0: yeah, that nonsense. Yeah, and this in this is the future. And this blockchain and that blockchain. What what are you telling? Well, I mean, what are you advising people now in 2020? Right? I mean, it could be different. Yeah. For people who listen to this in 2021 and beyond, but, I mean, what's the deal in, in its short form? Let's just keep it, keep it basic simple. Yeah, yeah. Blockchain
1: is media hype. Okay. That's all it is. There's not, the only special blockchain, right? And blockchains are slow. Blockchains aren't good for anything except Bitcoin. <laughs> Period. Okay. Which leads me to the next thing. If it's not Bitcoin, ignore it. Bitcoin, hard stop right now. The only thing people should be doing with crypto right now is learning. Learn as much as you can. Mm. There are books out there that you can read: crypto assets, blockchain revolution, a bunch of stuff. Blockchain is simply—it's like thrown around now too much. It's a marketing term to raise money. People think that it's the next great panacea. It's not. Big Bitcoin, the blockchain was built right and and constructed for Bitcoin and then every other coin or anything is a derivative of that. If you look it up, it's the truth, right? Um, and not to get into too much nuance here, but if you were right. talking about something else that may have some value, you start to looking at the Ethereum blockchain, but it, and it which is a derivative of Bitcoin, right? So gotcha. it, begin, it begins and ends with Bitcoin, hard stop. And if anyone wants to learn, the number one place you should go is Google Bitcoin white paper and just read that and then you'll start to understand blockchain and what crypto is now for what bitcoin the bitcoin blockchain was built for is revolutionary it's probably one of the greatest inventions ever but It's specifically built for what Bitcoin does not to track your avocados from Wisconsin to New Jersey. (laughs) You can do that on a Excel spreadsheet (laughs) like blockchain for that or blockchain for gold or blockchain for real estate all these other things unless you get into tokenization of assets which is a whole nother thing but blockchain is hype you can do the same thing with databases It's, it's just hype. It's it's if you if people are coming to you leading with blockchain this and blockchain that, it's hype. Stay away from it. You'll get scammed. There is a lot of scams going on out here. It's Bitcoin or nothing right now. And anything after that, you would have to have a very, very deep bench of experience and knowledge in the space to simply understand that. How's my mentor says consider consider the source, right? How's private how's private equity right now? Private equity has been crushing it, man. Um the private equity space has done well. Again, if you are there's a certain type of investor that invests in private equity, but private equity has been been doing very well. How about as an um, entrepreneur
0: going to that area to to get to get money? And I'm not talking about Joe Blow that, you know, wants to be a coach, yeah. but you know, somebody that's got that technology player, that app, or they've built that. Is the appetite still there right now? Or are they are they
1: And I want yeah, I wanna be clear as well. Private equity funds, right? And private equity firms have been doing well. Investors okay. in private equity <laughs> haven't been shooting the lights out. Different story, right? Because you got to, if you, to get access to private equity, either you have to have a financial professional to get you access to it, or you got to know someone that either is running their own fund or whatever. But it hasn't been the best performing asset class if you are an investor. Mm-hmm. But those that are actually running PE firms and funds have been making a ton of money. That is a very small subset of folks. The average investor shouldn't even be
0: thinking about private equity. Got it. All right. I'm going to hit you with the entrepreneurship trivia question. And I want you to tell everybody how to get in touch with you. Um, sure. You don't win anything. Uh, but right and, and Most people fail at this so um, oh. you, you have some bragging rights In terms of getting it right it's multiple choice Question are you ready <laughs> Oh lord man okay <laughs> Here we go who said the Following it takes 20 Years to build a reputation And five minutes to ruin it If you think about that you'll Do things differently here Are your options oh. A Bill I'm Gates okay. B Jeff Bezos C. Warren Buffett Warren Buffett Is C your final answer? No, because I think it's Bill Gates Uh, Man,
1: I know it's one of those two Because I know that
0: Uh, Final answer, tick tock on this Bill Gates Bill Bill Gates, Gates, final answer No, Warren Buffett Warren Buffett, Warren Buffett Warren 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 Buffett, final final answer? answer? Yeah. All right, it is Warren Buffett. See your gut played out correctly there. <laughs> so you almost, you almost would go that you were letting the head overtake the gut. Yeah, 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 one hundred percent, one hundred percent. You, you did get that correct. Hey, listen, how can people t- talk to me about? Um, This 401 thing. Did I say it right? 401. Talk to me about what you're doing, how people can get in touch with you, this altruist thing. You've got a great podcast that you're hosting. Tell us about that stuff. Thank you, sir. So,
1: yeah. So the best way to get in touch with me is where I spend most of my time. I have my largest platform is on Twitter at TR401. Um, You can also go to my personal website at uh, tyroneross.io. Um, everything is on there. Some of my podcasts I've done that I've, been, uh, that I've been on, the link to the Human Advisor podcast, Altruist is on there. And then 401, which I'm super excited for that, again, I, I, we're close to launch my, my, yep. my um, website and everything should be done soon. So 401 is a financial consulting company that has one core competency, which is storytelling. Right, You have an issue And I realize this just Being in business And just period A lot of people Just don't have A really good Unique story Behind their product Which is why Their product fails Their company Or whatever it is So one core mm. competency Which is which is storytelling Super excited about that um, And you know That hopefully That's We it. can get You know The launch to that Out really soon um, The Altruists Right um, You can Again you can check out The Altruist Human Advisor Podcast Go to YouTube Subscribe Like it get the notifications but um, I you know I started out as just being the podcast host of the podcast but altruist which is a um, tech platform for financial advisors to help them manage money for their clients and, and manage their practices in a very unique uh, streamlined efficient cheaper way um, I've just taken on a larger role as director of community so what that means is reaching out to them and Having a you know reaching out to the community rather and building a sense of community not only within financial advisors but in the broader community as well for financial education financial literacy for entrepreneurs into schools um, all over the place and literally what I'm really excited about is eventually we're going to start interviewing everyday people. Mm-hmm. Um, about their experiences with money and what they're doing and then just c- kind of start to create this master class of education for people no matter where they are in their financial lives so super excited about that
0: man that is awesome tyrone i want to i want to uh, thank you i appreciate it i mean so generous with your time today I'm, I'm so happy we had the opportunity to do this thank you for being on
1: yeah no, thank you again for having me and again thank you for for being a light of what's possible and again we've you know you've moved away and we've been you know in close um in in close proximity for a while, but just in distance, just seeing what you're doing and and how you're you know elevating people and pouring into people um I'm blessed to call you a friend and and honestly someone I look up to and admire so it's
0: been just been a pleasure I appreciate you man i appreciate you as well as i close out today's episode i'm asking that you subscribe to my podcast to get the latest episodes as soon as they are released if you like what you're hearing please leave a review and if not just keep it to yourself and if you've heard something today that you think can help someone you know then i encourage you to share it finally If you are a business owner that is ready to become a fearless entrepreneur, then head on over to my website, FearlessWithCorey.com, to learn more about the most comprehensive business growth support system for entrepreneurs on the planet. I'm Corey Mosley, and this has been another episode of the Fearless Entrepreneurship Podcast. Thank you for listening, and I will see you next week.